This episode of the Curfew Boys is sponsored by Movative. Movative is a financial services company with its headquarters in Montreal, Quebec, that provides investment recommendations, financial advice, wealth management, retirement planning, risk management advisement, and insurance services. You can also learn more about their services at movative.ca or reach them at 514-255-4856. Movative. Somebody call 911. Shoddy fire burning on the dance floor. What's a quad? Kingston. Let's go. Hey. Oh, baby, let's party it up. The Montreal Canadiens win the game. Did you guys hear me? The Montreal Canadiens won a game. Woohoo! We deserve to party it up, no, boys? Let's hope we can make it two in a row now. So we can make get it. the streak going. I'll tell you one thing. They, they were on fire tonight. They were on fire tonight. This is why I'm playing this song, because they literally were fire-burning tonight. <laughs> Welcome to an episode of the Curfew Boys. Here I am, Sam, with my boys, Adri, Chris, and cousin Chris. This is cousin Chris. Did I say that? Did I, did I, did I screw that up? Oh my god, I feel like I screwed that up. Adri, Joey, cousin Chris. There we go. It's uh, hello, hello. Uh, uh, how y'all doing tonight, boys? I'm good. A little bit better when you stop playing this music, but uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, good overall. Screw it. You, say that again, Chris. What? A little better as soon as the music will stop, but no. uh, not bad. I'm gonna press your mute button soon. <laughs> All righty. So I play this song because they they play this at the Bell Center tonight. That as soon as it went on, I just started dancing. Yeah, in front of the significant other, and she thought it wasn't funny, but I thought it was funny. So we're gonna get this going. The Montreal Canadiens win a very convincing way against the Nashville Predators by final score of six three, after getting embarrassed and humiliated. By the Pittsburgh Penguins Thursday night, 6-0, getting shot out like that. It's a good way to come back. It's a good way to come back from an embarrassing loss like that. I thought they played a very, very good game from start to almost to finish. I think Nashville gave us a little bit of a scare towards the end of the third period, but Samuel Motombo was able to hold the fort. That's something we haven't seen all season. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be saying that many more times this year, but we'll give him credit for tonight. We'll give him credit for tonight. We'll we'll give credit where it's due. We'll take whatever we can get. Um, before though, before though, we talk about the game and we get to all our segments tonight. There, there's something I gotta say and get off my chest because I got it just fired me up all day today. So you all know that uh, 24 hours ago, it was announced that uh, Habs GM Mark Bergevin was uh, 
was uh, was found uh, positive for for COVID, was diagnosed with COVID, and was tested positive. And you know, for majority of the fan base, they all wished him well, speedy recovery, et cetera, et cetera. But there are some, and I'm about to use explicit language here. I'm going to use foul language. So whoever's listening, if you have young kids, just hide your kids for a couple of seconds because this is about to get really earmuffs (laughs) send them just i'll give you a couple of seconds send them away because i'm about to get really riled up here there's a bunch of fucking so-called keyboard warriors tommy texters that think they're tough and they could hide and you know say mean comments behind their phones or their computers or what have you there's some fucktards out there that are saying I'm happy Bergevin has COVID because now he could stop being GM of this team. I saw comments, you know, that's what you get, Mark Bergevin, for being such a bad GM. Listen, I'm going to say this. You don't have to like Mark Bergevin as the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. You don't have to like his work from, from since he's been here. You don't. But for you to think that it's good that he caught COVID for you to wish him unwell for you to be happy that he caught COVID. And really you're like, you need to look at yourself in the mirror because you're going to see a fucking disgusting human being. You're going to see a pathetic human being. If you truly believe that and wish that if you're truly happy that Mark Bergevin has COVID and you don't wish him well, just because you don't like him as a GM of the Montreal Canadiens, You are a fucking sad, pathetic excuse of a human being. Okay. It is people like you that social media is, can be an evil place. And it is people like you that there is a fucking bad problem in society. So whoever you are, seriously, grow the fuck up. And that's all I have to say about that. Well said. Bravo. I had to to get this off my chest and the curfew boys put out a tweet about that and it got well received by other, um, other Twitter accounts. And I'm glad to see that majority of people out there are good people and that do wish Mark Bergevin. Well, we, the curfew boys wish Mark Bergevin well, speedy recovery. And uh, let's talk about the game. Uh, Yeah. So, like I said earlier, the they played well. They came out to play after an embarrassing loss. Uh, some guys stepped it up, especially after Tyler Toffoli said, I think it was yesterday, that some guys need to step up or changes are going to be made that players aren't going to like. I'm kind of wondering, do you think that that lit off fire in their asses or something? Because they look like a completely different team tonight compared to what we're used to seeing so far this season. It's possible. No, definitely. Um, Actually, before I get started, uh, what I mentioned earlier, I'm going to give a shout-out to one of our, I would say, most loyal loyal listener, my own cousin, name is Christina. I want to wish her happy birthday. Her birthday's today, so we we got to celebrate with the family, uh, watch the hockey game. We were actually all in shock because we're all Montreal fans. You know, they, they actually play well, but good on her birthday. And happy, happy birthday, birthday to Christina. We happy love you. Birthday, happy Christina. birthday, 
We love you. And uh, maybe you guys should, do you, do you watch the game constantly with her on Saturday nights, Joey? Uh, look, we used to a lot, just to give you a bit of a background, background, we used to either, you know, go over their house, they would come over to ours with my other aunt, who's a huge fan. So it used to be about seven, eight, who always watched every Saturday night game. I know it was a little more difficult with the pandemic to do so. Mm-hmm. So we do do so every now, once in a while, maybe not as consistent, but we do do it. So it's nice to get together. Well, maybe that's, it, maybe that's why they're losing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Not together. Maybe. <laughs> Start getting together again. All yeah, right. well, we got together and they, happy they birthday, won. Christina. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Christina. Yeah, so getting on to the game, I can actually say they played almost a full game. Well, they played to the point where they knew they won the game. I know it got a little yeah. worrying at the end with Dush- with uh, Duchesne scoring a hat trick. He's on he's on fire this season. He's on fire. Thirteen goals, I think. Twelve, thirteen goals. Uh, oh, he was I at believe. he was at ten. I think he, he has was twelve. At, yeah, yes, so he has, he has twelve, including the hat trick tonight. Yeah, including the hat trick. Yeah, okay, yes, that 12. makes sense. So, that makes sense. Yeah, so they they made it, you know, they made it a little closer what it should be, but in the end they got the result. Certain guys played well, other guys you didn't see as much. Uh I was happy for the more, I would say the third, fourth liners. I think they yeah. really they Big really time. stepped up. And I said this one of the previous podcasts about uh how fourth line need to step up, not in a sense of scoring, but in a sense of like playing well to kind of get boost to the other lines and they did so like and mm-hmm. scored scored a couple of goals yeah <laughs> finally mean. exactly oh my god the last time he scored was that was that famous goal to send them to uh, the stanley cup finals exactly <laughs> oh so Kaling got a couple of goals which i was i was really happy for yeah uh one thing i've always complained about is face-offs and most of the centermans did well you had suzuki at 72 percent nice you had dvorak at 57 Yep. Uh, even Drouin took a few. He had 83. He took like six six of them, I remember seeing at the end. I was looking over the stat sheet. Uh, so, you know, even a little bit of the intangibles, they did well. Again, penalty kill, they gave up another two goals, but I, I know they kind of slacked off. So, you know, I'll, I'll give them a little bit of like, I guess, leeway for tonight. But we have to yeah, take actually, it one game at a time. We have exactly. no choice. We can't exactly. go. We we can't go further ahead than tonight's game. We give them credit where it's due. Let's exactly. let's do it now but because they finally, we might not... they fi- exactly. But they finally yeah. did well enough to win a game where I said yeah. shit. You know yeah. they did well and they won the game. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Look uh, for on my end, uh, as you said, Joey. Very happy to see Paling score those two goals. I think it's exactly what he needs for his confidence. Absolutely. Just, uh, to Ryan Paling, please consistency don't go another uh, year and a half without scoring another goal please uh, don't uh, he seems to pull his goals uh, all in all into one game or two games at this point in time so look space him out ryan uh, we wish you all the best um now hear me hear me out please i love the montreal canadians i i i root for them i, I want to see them succeed but in order to see them succeed in the long run don't say it, Chris. I still think that, I still think that changes need to be made. And as much as it hurts me to say this, when Nashville started to come back in the game and they scored that third goal, <laughs> oh, no. I swear to God, I started cheering because if they would have if they would have caught up and and tied the game at five five, and especially if they would have won, I swear to God that would have been l'élément déclencheur, the start of the rebuild it would have changed 
everything but, would have been one of Chris, the most humiliating losses that would have initiated all the movements that we are dreaming about. So pardon me for being a little bit selfish. Pardon me for not being a true Montreal fan in the sense of always cheering for them. You're but traitor. God, my heart started to go when Duchesne scored his hat trick. Traitor. <laughs> you guys are going to find this shocking, but I'm not going to. I Obviously, I, I agree with Chris. You guys know my views of this season. But for tonight, I'm just I'm going to stay away from the T word and the L word. I won't even say the word. I can't say the word. <laughs> Figure it which, out, Sam. The, which the word? T word. The T word. word. Tank? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stay away from it tonight. Not okay. like. What's the L word? Lose or oh. losers. Oh, that L word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from those words tonight. More, most of the time I agree with Chris, but for tonight, I'm going to give them the credit. They, they needed to get a win. They well, got it. We'll continue this on another podcast, but I'm not going in that direction tonight. I got to stay away. Well, look, so, Joey, no, the chance was there. The chance was there. The, the ticking time for... bomb was right about to explode. No, but, How could no, you but not hold have on. been cheering for that? Yeah, but hold on a sec, though. But here's the thing. After... Who says it would have actually happened, though? That's the thing. Oh, God, I think. <laughs> if it doesn't happen after 6-0, I, I mean, know. <laughs> come on. That's more embarrassing. That's just as, not just as, it's close to being just as embarrassing as giving up a five-goal lead. You lost 6-0. When they did all to get Pittsburgh and no, but no, but changed, no, so. but hold on a sec, guys. Can can you have imagined that if the Canadians did blow the lead tonight and they lost the game, like two, that I consider that another embarrassing way to lose, right? Yeah, of course, like sure. it's, and, and so so can you imagine two back to back losses like that? The the outcry of 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 Molson, where the hell are you, Bergevin? You gotta go. I, I think I think that would have gone to a whole other other level tonight had had they the, uh, had they uh, lost the, the game. The ice would have been the ice would have been littered. That, the ice, that dude. The Bell Center would have caught fire. Well, that too. <laughs> the Bell Center would have burned to the ground. You know what would have angered me the most if they came back and won Nashville? You know what have angered me the most? Uh. The Jeez. fact that they chose to play Mo, uh, Montembeau? No, nothing to do with players. <laughs> nothing well, to do with anger, players? No. Okay. Do you want me to just say it? Well, yeah, because I, I, um, I wonder, can't guess well, it. What would anger me? Because I, I look at it in a sense of, like, what's the probability? If they would have lost 6-5, it would have been overtime So yeah. or shootout. So yeah. what angered me the most is not only did they lose, they got that they stupid got that point. point. <laughs> and I don't want. And if but you're how many? Lose, look, get no, rid but of that point. Hold on a sec, though. How many times did I say the Canadians? Chances are they're gonna win enough games or get enough points to not get the first overall pick. And watch tonight be one of those games. It's a lottery, Sam. So I understand that. But they're not going to be worse than Detroit, um, Arizona. And that's my final thing I'll uh, say about they're I not going to be worse than Arizona. And so and Arizona's I'm like and, and I've been checking scores lately, especially games. Um, you know, I've been watching this. Uh, well, not watching, but paying attention to Senator scores, uh, Seattle, Chicago and Arizona. And man, Arizona, it's a like, dog fight. It, it really, it really is. And I'm surprised Arizona beat St. Louis because St. Louis is pretty good out, out West, but tonight they're facing the Edmonton Oilers and I, oh, I McDavid I, I, is going to score another Mc, McDavid. Mc, what's McDavid going to do tonight against another five defenders? He's going to score on his, from his knees. Watch. Oh, but, but like, like, 
you, you know, the thing about McDavid is when he scored that goal against Winnipeg, where he just beat the four, the four defenders, I understood, I understood how some people were saying, all you had to do was just hit, uh, hit him. All you had to do was just like put the body on him. At one point I was like, okay, then you look at what he did the other game. The, the, the conclusion is he's too fast. You it's, can't get the body on this guy. What he did was the fact that he was able to loosen himself from the puck, get it back again, and just and put it far side. Like he, we we all know it goes without saying that Connor McDavid is an unreal player, but I I think he's at a whole other level. I think John Tortorella saying that McDavid needs to shut up about the penalties I, and worry more what? about the defensive side of the game. Did you guys not see that? I yeah. heard about it. I'm like, what's so, I don't so, so, what, so, talking, what penalties? Me, okay. Because, because at one point McDavid was complaining that uh, there, there's not that many penalties being called in his favor because players are tripping him or, or just okay. a, a little nudge here and there to the point where he falls and that there's no, there's no calls being made. So McDavid yeah. was kind of, not complaining, not being a crybaby, but he was he was getting it out there saying the refs need to do a bit of a better job. Yeah. And, and John Tor- John Torrell said said like and in, in a respectful way, he said what McDavid should do about that particular thing is is shut up okay. yeah. <laughs> and just play the game. Just play the game. But he also said something about with the thing about McDavid, the problem about McDavid, the and the reason why Edmonton didn't go as far as they should have gone in past playoff series is because all they focused on was scoring goals and scoring goals. All they were thinking about is offense, offense, offense. And McDavid's game wasn't, wasn't as two way as it should be. Mm -hmm. So he was basically insinuating that McDavid's game is all about offense and not enough defense. And I think that just, I think that just got McDavid fired up and he, I don't think it even bothers him. And then especially with what he answered is like, okay, I'll just, then you just say, okay, I'll just no, shut up and not take penalties. No, that's it. That's it. I'm pretty, it, it uh, 100% fired him up. We need Let's, those type of comments yeah. for our players because we need to light fires under them. That's but the, what they but need to they, get they get that on, on a daily. Uh, and that's, I, I don't know. From but the I fans. I, I, nah, well, yeah, yeah, the maybe, fans don't maybe. make a difference. I, I think what Toffoli said, um, guys need to, certain guys need to wake up. Well, not certain guys, actually. He, I think he mentioned all of the team, all, all, everybody had to, has to wake up and he said, or else changes are going to be made that players won't like. I, I truly believe that lit something in them. Yeah. I think that motivated them for tonight. I, I don't know if you noticed the Canadians came on the ice to cold plays fix you song that was used <laughs> for my God, almost the last decade or so. And Ryan Paling said it, Ryan Paling said it. In the in the uh, the second intermission, he goes. Well, we heard that song. It kind of it kind of pumped us up going on the ice tonight. So, to 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 the Bell Center DJ, don't change the fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're superstitious, like Anthony's. Our Maybe. famous uh, anxious Maybe. Anthony that they're superstitious. So superstitious, and his predictions that the sun's gonna come out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till he hears this. <laughs> He's gonna get so pissed. <laughs> the sun comes up tomorrow. No, 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 we're just we're just we're just busting here. Look, I I I still I still want the rebuild. 
I still, I, I, I still want them to get the best chances possible for that first overall pick. Some, some analysts think though that the Canadians can't really do it because of the contracts. I know we discussed this. I know Anthony uh, made that point. Some analysts think the Canadians don't need to rebuild, but if anything, they need to not retool but reboot. That's that's the new. They're just okay, finding Jesus different Christ. ways of saying it. I know. Exactly. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, reboot, it's rebuild, retool, fucking just change again. Fucking okay. complete change. <laughs> so so did you, I don't know. Did you guys did you guys uh, read uh, Bergevin's um, interviews with? Uh, he did one well with, with Eric Engels. He did one well with uh, Pierre LeBrun, and he did one with uh, I forgot who exactly. I don't know if he did one with uh, Renaud Lavoie, but he pretty much said more or less the same thing. He goes, I'm not going to make a trade just to say I made a trade. And he also said, as a GM, if I'm making moves so the team loses, he goes, I, sh- I-, I need to get fired right away. Yeah, I saw that. So it got me thinking here, and I, I-, I truly think Bergevin did his best since he's been here. I truly believe... Bergevin tried his best to put on the best hockey team he possibly could on the ice. But the problem is he did. He tried to put on the best hockey team for that season. Or for that moment. Or for that moment. Exactly. It never seemed like, or he never made it clear or gave us a hint that he's trying to put together the best team long-term. And I think that, and I think that needs to be, the vision of the new GM that comes in, if a new GM comes in at the end of the season. Sammy, can I yeah. ask you a question? Can I ask sure you a question? You, sure you can. What what did you say, Bergevin? What what claim did Bergevin make about being fired? Like if he did what, he should be fired? If he if he if he's hope basically if he's hoping or doing things where the team loses or the team tanks. He goes, it's or, not, or he gets goes, worse or gets goes, worse, right? He goes, he goes, it's not in, it's not in their DNA. And I agree with that. It's not in the DNA. Players don't play to lose. I get that. Fine. But he said, if, if, if he works in a way that the team loses, he said he should get fired right now or gets worse, right? Something like that. Yeah. So let, let's, let's just follow simple logic here. Bringing in Montembeau. Is a move that makes the team better. I think that's justification for firing right there. <laughs> <laughs> or, the or Juan, what is it? First game tonight? Like, or, or I don't know. Or, or Joey? Or Joey's favorite? I don't know. I I I seem to have a thing against that poor guy because me too, Chris. Trust me, I don't know. Too. I don't know. Like uh, Sam Montalbo, I wish you all the best, but I. I I just don't wish you all the best in a Montreal Canadiens jersey, unfortunately. He's not an NHL goaltender. Exactly. He, he belongs in the AHL. No. Yeah. But also, what about what about the the contract of Joey's favorite defenseman on the team as well? Is that Brady? you, Lynette? No, no, Savard. worse. <laughs> it's another Osner, and who signed Osner was Bergevin. It's just again, I don't want to get uh, into another discussion with Bergevin, but these. Maybe to him it doesn't seem like failures, but it's failures on the ice. So it's Joey. I mentioned this last episode again, and I know we keep repeating this, but part of the rebuild is 
not just changing players on the ice, but it's also changing personnel in the offices. And part of, them, part of them has to be his pro scout team because whoever advised Bergevin that signing guys like Osner or signing guys like Savard is a very good idea for, for yeah. that, that contract length and amount needs to get fired. And I know you hate Timmons. I don't know if you hate Timmons. I don't hate Timmons, but you just don't. You just okay, right? Exactly. So he needs to go. But can I I ask another question? Yes. Can we not agree that, uh, or and especially for uh, for Joe, let's pull out some stats. If you look at Timmons and his work statistically, this guy drafts some of the most amount of players that end up playing in the league. But, but these guys never end up being much more than third line players exactly. or, or spare mm-hmm. defensemen. Has... So he's got a great record for drafting NHL players, but they are not impact players. And we need some goddamn impact players because yeah, the, well, that there's only so many first... seventh defensemen you can, uh, you can have or <laughs> exactly. fourth line grinders from... that you need. And Timmons, uh, his, his biggest failures are in the first round and, sometimes the second and that's where you get your impact players you're not going to get the datsuks and the zetterbergs like even every five six years those come every like you're talking 10 to 15 years or those guys are drafted your seventh round or sixth round mm-hmm. you won't get those impact players as much jake evans fine he's a seventh rounder but he fits in the mold of a third line fourth line player i'm talking big first line impact players you don't find those very much in the late rounds. That's where actually Timmons succeeds. Where he fails is getting impact players in the first round. That's where he needs to change. I'd rather get an impact player in the first round and then get shittier players in the next round that don't make the NHL because those I, are easier to get. I agree with you, Joy. But at the same time, having said that, is it truly his fault if the Canadians keep drafting numbers 15, 16 onwards down to the like for? Well, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, like, like, like after, after Gal, when after Galchenia got drafted third overall, like, I mean, Bollier, Tenorti, McCarron, they were all drafted in, 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 in the twenties. You're right. Uh, but I, I'm taking, I'm taking, uh, Timmons work when he was with us. He started in 2002, right? I want to, yeah, 2000. Yeah. Just, so you have to start with yeah. just the consistent draft. Yeah, like exactly. him as a player, he was good enough to be a second liner, but what he passed up on was a lot oh more value God. than him. Uh, you know, you have Corey to Perry, Getzlaff, Bergeron, yeah, Weber. You're right Seabrook. in the last few years, but it, the writing is there. The, he had two third overall picks. Both of them turned out to be busts for us anyways. Yes. So I'm looking at his full track record. I can't remember a first-line impact player he's drafted since. He hasn't. Pacioretty? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Patrick right. McDonough is probably his best work. Uh, McDonough. Well, oh, Carey Price too. Yes, Carey Price is the the is biggest. The best, yes. The biggest. I'll I'll include Patrick. Sure, it's hard to include guys like Sergeyev and McDonough because they never played in Montreal uniform. Sergeyev well, played, but played only his, a few yeah. games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, but they never played with us. So that's just a combination of Bergevin and Timmins together. When Timmons drafts somebody that can be good, he's traded. Just to give you an example tonight, or like even at least the last two games, there's more play- players that were drafted after the first round 
on the Montreal Canadiens than actual first round draft picks. Yeah, absolutely. That was exactly the point that I was making before. Timmins does a great job picking up the, the scraps in the other rounds. No, it's, but, but, again, this, but this is NHL, why. But, but, it's, but this is this is where I get... I, I'm torn in between because... I'll give you an example. Look at Riley Kidney and Joshua Roy right now in their... Uh, they're dominating. In, 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 the Q, in the Quebec Major Juniors. They're, they're top five. They're killing it. And these guys are... are, are Second, third, fourth rounds. Look at Sean Farrell in the NCAA. Look at what he did in the USHL last year. He's a fourth rounder. So the Canadians are actually good at finding late round, late round players, late round picks. It's just, it's that first round pick that needs to be a bit of a difference maker. And this is why I want that chance at that first overall pick. Because I think us as an organization, when you see... Toronto getting it when you see Edmonton getting it it's like I want it to be our turn like I think, I think it's a part of it there is their draft strategy Sam it's they try to uh, draft what's needed and just yeah not what's the, the, best. The, they, they gotta get they gotta throw that but that's hopefully whoever the new GM comes in hopefully he doesn't have that mentality draft drafting a need it's just drafting he's got to draft the best uh, available of available player and this is another reason why i think molson needs to make a decision because whoever the new gm comes in is he is he coming in just at drafts like a- anthony asked this question as well do you want bergevin to make these last I'll, I'll put them in brackets here last minute decisions before he's gone nope so this is this is where I think Molson needs to hurry up and figure it out. And one last thing Molson needs to do, and I know where everyone's demanding, where is he? Why is he signed to? He needs to step down as president of the team and seriously hire a president of hockey ops, somebody who could help, whether it's Bergevin in the meantime or the next guy, somebody to help oversee other things, other aspects of building this team. Yeah. It's got to be done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extend an olive branch here. The New York Rangers, the most valuable franchise in the NHL right now. An original six team. A few years ago, they were able to come out and said, we failed. We have to do a rebuild right now. And look at them now. There's one of the best teams in the East. Even though they have Lafreniere, who was a first overall pick, even though they have Capocacco, who was a, a second overall pick, those guys aren't probably doing what they're expected to do, but they're still playing good hockey with, with the, the core that the Rangers got, with Sabanajad, with Kreider, and with Jacob Truba, now with Adam Fox. That's... I, Panarin. But, but Panarin, I still don't know. <laughs> How the hell Chicago got rid of Panarin so easily like that? Trading him for Brandon Sad. How? Why? I, I don't know. Anyways. Well, same with Fox, right? Fox was a trade. They didn't draft Fox. They actually got him from Calgary. It was wow, a trade. Okay. I did not uh, know that. He's a later pick. Yeah, they, they traded for I know him. Shish, I, know Shish, I know Shishterkin is a, a fourth-round pick. And he's a, he's a fantastic goalie. Absolutely, but they find imp- they find impact players. 
it, this is just my example. I'm not saying that 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 Russian Kratsov will be anything special, but we know he has some offensive talent drafted in the first round. You never know in a change of scenery. Right. And this is kind of what happened with Fox. He was drafted in the third round by Calgary in, I want to say, 2016. Just I don't know if he never had the chance or whatever the case is. He went into the right organization, mm-hmm. and now he now he's a Norris winner. He's a I saw an article that he even grew up a Rangers fan, so he's probably happy to be home or uh, happy extra, to be playing. Extra motivation, a, for sure. Exactly, and he's a Norris winner. So getting guys like that and thinking long-term, that's what I want Montreal to do, whether it's Bergevin or, or somebody else, most likely somebody else is think of it. Maybe it doesn't work out in one place. You know, try it here. Let's see if it works. Young, young, hungry players that want to make it in the NHL. That's what Fox did, and look where he is. That's a fantastic point. Speaking of young, hungry NHLers, it's been two games now that we saw Cole Caulfield play since he got called up, and Norlinder playing his second NHL game. I, I'm still liking what I'm seeing from Cole Caulfield, to be honest. Yeah, he's, he's good. The energy is there. So the energy but, is there, and he's doing all the right things. So it just takes time for the goal, and that's it. I think so too. I think it's you know what? He he's playing a lot better than the start of the season. He really is. He looks confident out there. He's putting himself in good scoring position and good scoring opportunities. They just, some way or another, just the puck is not finding him. Just the guys, they just, they, that two on one with Suzuki, I, I know what Suzuki was trying to do. He and forced it almost, it. sorry? He forced the puck to try to get Caulfield. Yeah, the yeah, I did. was going to mention it. Yeah. He, he did. And, and you saw even, um, there was another two on one in the first period where like Caulfield completely missed the, the, the one timer. You could tell he wants that goal. You could tell like he, he's itching to get that first goal of the season. It's going to come because he's doing all the right things. I think going to Laval was not a bad thing at all for this kid. I actually think he should have stayed there. Just given the way Montreal season is projected to go, I wanted him to be part of a winning culture. Like Mm -hmm. even the things off the ice that you have in the locker room. It's a bit of a mess. We all know the locker room isn't the greatest in Montreal right now, regardless if they want tonight or whatever the case is. Right. I just rather he be part of a winning environment in Laval because they are doing well, be there for the season. Doesn't matter he if he plays with us. I don't think it'll make a big of a difference to make us play off or not. So I would rather him still be in the minors and develop, stay there the full year. But don't you think yeah, that sometimes yeah. losing having that negative will because he's so young it'll he'll have that experience i guess but the negative of losing yeah because well technically before montreal all he was what was he doing he was pretty much winning he, he was on a high man he he came the only yeah. thing he lost was the the finals and oh, his uh his for the, uh, the, the championship for the, right yeah in the, in other than that yeah. he won everything else Good, good point. I just, I just feel like in Laval he'll have competition. He won't win every game, but he's not going to lose like he will in Montreal. He'll experience both sides, and he's gotten a ton of experience Montreal in a game. I mean, he was the youngest guy last year to go to a Stanley Cup final. 
uh, at his age at 18 years old, uh, sorry, yep. uh, 18 or 19 years old. So he was young and he, he got that experience. I, I just think playing top minutes, having a bit of pressure and getting experience with pressure on you in Laval, being like the go-to guy, I, I think that would benefit benefit him more. I don't think he'll hurt yeah. his development staying in Montreal. I just think getting being the go-to guy and getting in every situation possible with a somewhat of a winning culture, I think that will help him in the long run. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think that uh, I think that too. I think the biggest thing that I worry about in terms of Caulfield playing here in Montreal is I do not like to see him going several games without scoring. I do not want that to get into his head and for him to start doubting himself. So my fear or the thing that I'm looking out for the most is whether or not he is in fact scoring on a semi-regular basis. And for now, he's not. And for that reason, I would argue the same thing as Joy. I'd rather he be down in the minors where his confidence is at a high and he's potting goals left, right, and center. Um, so that would be the one thing. You also asked about Norlander. Norlander had a much better game the last time around versus tonight. My personal opinion, the game was a little bit more physical. Um, and I think in that sense, he was a little bit more... Uh, it was a little bit harder to see out there on the ice tonight. Yeah, good point. But do you think that also has to do with the fact that Ducharme dressed seven defensemen? Yeah, it yeah, took some time for, away for from sure. him, right? It does take time away from him. And that was my concern at at the, at, um, not at the start of the game. Uh, we all saw the, the, the news of that during the day. And I saw seven defensemen. I'm like, oh, man. They could, they're going to take out some minutes from this kid. And it's a good point, Chris. Nashville came out really physical at the start of the game. They were, they were throwing the weight around, man, a couple of hits on Gallagher, too. Nick Cousins almost killed him from behind. And, but I, 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 yeah, I was hoping to see a bit more of him tonight because he, he looked good in his first game. Uh, even, even though the, even though it was an embarrassing loss, I thought he, I thought he looked great. I thought even him, you, you got to give him time. Like, absolutely. They like I said, he what he just played in the Swedish league, so yep. now it's he comes to NHL. It's not the same. I, I want to be clear. This is the kid's second NHL game. I'm not ripping on him. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve his place. I'm just saying in comparison, last game versus this game, uh, it was a lot yeah, more yes, apparent sure. that he had yeah. he had a lot better of a game. He stood out a lot more last game. That's all. Yeah, for sure. I, last I, game he played yeah. in a six nothing game too, and imagine you stood out more exactly. in, a, in a win. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, and, well, that well, that's the thing. I, I, the only thing I'm noticing in Norlinder's game, and again, we know it's just it's just his uh, his second NHL game. I, I feel like he 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 looks sometimes like he's skating nonchalant. He's, he needs to skate a bit with a bit more urgency, if you get what I'm saying. And now I'll, I'll compare it to uh, an Alexander Romanov. Romanov looks like he's skating, like just just to to run over someone. But at least <laughs> Romanov skates like with with urgency, with a bit more intensity. I find Norlinder he he he's not he skates. He well, not that he just glides, but like okay, yeah, maybe maybe that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like it, it, he just got to adjust to a bit more the NHL speed or 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 just to the game at the NHL. Level if, level, if you want to put it that way, that comes with time. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, yeah, because I, the thing I, is, I he can't, so he can't, 
like you said, it's either Swedish league or NHL. He can't go to the AHL, right? But here, that's right. No, but that's here, in his contract. That's in his contract. But here's the thing: is it is it the same where they have to? He has to play nine games. You, you remember? Um, that's a that's a, that's an NHL thing. That's nothing to do with his contract. You play that. You play those games, uh, and you burn the first year of your entry level deal. That doesn't matter whether you. Uh, whether it's if his clause about playing in Sweden, you play nine or ten NHL games, you burn your entry level, uh, your your first year of your contract. Okay, so, but this is if this is his first. Is this his, this is his first year, right? Yes. On the contract. Yes. Okay, so if he plays less than nine games, and they send him back to Sweden, and he, he doesn't burn the first year, do you think that's what's going to happen? Probably. I, I think they're having... giving him a test run. I think they're giving him a test run. They've done it before. Remember, they've done it with Sergachev. Well, that's, that's, with... that's why I'm asking. Yeah, it's exactly that. He's got, he's had nine games to prove he belongs. And so far, the way he's played, it's hard to judge on two games. But if I had a projection, I think after nine games, he'll go back to Europe okay. for the rest Ber- of the year. I know Bergevin <laughs> said he, he hopes he stays. True, true, and he he might, given the desperation of what we need. And again, that's thinking of now, not long term. No question. Again, can he no. de- can he decide, or it's basically it's no, the team. It's I don't think it's a team to decide. And this is why I think at the end of the season, and I think this is why for maybe the remaining eight to nine games left of the season, I think the Canadians are going to call Caden Gooley. I think they're going to give him a couple of games to play. Yeah. At the end yeah, of the season. They might. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Depends the situation. Well, the I situation... see Norlander. I see Norlander in, instead of Gooley. That's that's where well, I disagree. Well, Norlander's playing now. Right? Exactly that. Like, I don't I don't think they're going to necessarily tamper and bring Gooley up. If Norlander's here, he's going to... I personally believe that there are going to be trades, there are going to be spots open, and rather than have a guy like Gooley come in, Norlander is going to stick around. Oh, no, but Chris, he, hear me out. At at come April, Caden uh, Gooley's season in the WHL comes to an end beginning of April. This is regular season. This does not include playoffs if his, if his team makes it. The Canadians finish their season... Uh, either third week, third week of of April. By the time goalie season's over, I think the Canadians could have a couple of games left. And if they don't want to burn the first year of his contract, his entry level contract, like Joey explained, I think they will call him up. Why not? He played well during training camp. He looked good out there. Give what the kid- determines it is is how is how he plays throughout the year. Absolutely, of course. I think the kid, he's going to have an opportunity here. He's going to go to the World Juniors again for Team Canada. He could be one of the best defensemen in the WHL. If they if he looked good during training camp for the Canadians, and a lot of people were saying he looks almost NHL ready, before next season, give him a couple of games at the end of this season just for him to get a feel like that. He knows what to expect and what to do come next season's training camp. I don't see how that could hurt the team. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, they they might. I'm on the fence with both sides because the Canadians do they do they do it often? I don't. I don't really think they do. 
they did it with Caulfield because I think they were desperate for scores. So it was a different situation. So like Chris yes. said, it's situational. Yes. But with him in a losing season, there's a chance, but I think it's a long shot. I'm going to say it's a long shot just because they, they have nothing to kind of play for. There's no desperation. It may be a long shot. Well, you say nothing to play for. Uh, I don't know. Nothing in a sense where I'm saying in a positive way. You don't want to bring the kid in and like they want to lose and then have him start losing games. Like, you know what I mean? They want to lose. It's just, just the kid wants to make the lose. The kid. Yes. (laughs) Jesus. The kid wants to make the NHL. I say, just give him an opportunity just to not an opportunity, but just give him a chance to play. Don't forget, he's under contract, eh? So that's right. So I will say, if it's not this year, he'll get a look next year. So yeah, yep. uh, uh, absolutely. Speaking of looking, let's look around the NHL here. The Florida Panthers, man, I, I think they've becoming my new favorite team. I keep saying it; they're fun to watch. They have they're, good they're players. Unreal. They're is he un- back or he's still injured, Barkov? He's still injured. He is presently injured, but they're still winning games. Look at that. It's all hell isn't break all hell isn't breaking loose because they lost their best player. I think um I think having a guy well who who did they add this offseason? Who was the uh the Buffalo player they got? Oh my god. Sam Bennett. Sam it is Sam Bennett, yeah. No, Sam Bennett's no, Calgary. No, no, I'm Sam sorry. no, 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 no. They got um uh Reinhardt, Sam Re- Reinhardt. But no, okay, but just adding those two, Joey, and the fact yes. that I I think Anthony Duclair is having the best season year. of his career. I think this has to be but, one of his the best seasons of his career. But he was but having he, a good se- season last year too. Exactly. Duclair. And exactly. I, it's he it's had, following. Then he got his contract, right. and it's uh, he's playing for. Well, he got the contract in the end of the year, or towards, or in That's the right. within the year. It. That even uh, even his last year, he had a, a, a good season, but they saw fit for him there. They saw fit for Reinhardt, and they constructed a, a well-organized team. It sucks what happened. doesn't suck, but uh, Quenville got what they deserve, but they keep rolling with a new coach. They keep I, I, rolling I, with a new coach. Man, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal how they're able to block that out. Yeah. I, I, I thought that would could have been the start of a downfall for them after uh, – but basically, well, it's basically the assistant that took over, right? Yeah. yeah speaking, well, speaking of assistant, if assist- they had the same, <laughs> they same over. <laughs> mentality, I I want a specific assistant to take over for the Montreal Canadiens, but well, well, I'll, I'll digress. <clears throat> Luke Richardson. <clears throat> Anyways, um, <laughs> well, look, even Owen Tippett, Owen Tippett was their top prospect, and. It took him a while to finally crack the lineup, but did he score? Did he score yeah, tonight? Yeah, he scored tonight. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 a complete team, and Aaron Ekblad is. I I I like. Do you know what it means? Like I would, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'd kill to have a defenseman <laughs> like Aaron Ekblad on the Canadians, especially yeah. a right-handed defenseman like him. Yep, he's he's amazing. But Broski is waking up. But Spencer Knight is the perfect backup. They're Florida's gonna have a very tough decision to make in the future with their two goalies. Absolutely. 
If we uh, continue oh, around the NHL, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, guess who, guess, guess who scored tonight? For who? Can you give us a hint? Ovechkin us... or McDavid? Those are the two guesses. No, not at top. Scored. It's obviously affiliated to Montreal. Tatar on an open net. Tatar did score, but I don't give a crap about Tatar. It's a, it's a second. It's a second oh, goal. K- yeah, K- yes, Barry Cock and Yemi scored. It's only his, it's only his third goal though. Like I guys, it's I, not on him. I I just wanted to open it up with it. It's just about yeah, Carolina. But, but, I think they're well, gonna Jesus. run away as 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 uh winners of the President's Trophy. They're, you they're think? fourteen and two. Yeah, they're fourteen over, and two in the way over, they play over Florida. You think so? I think I think so. I think the way they, the they play here. a little more of a team game from what I what what I watch, they really mm-hmm. do play more of a team game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they are ahead of Florida right now in terms of um, I don't think not so. in terms the, of points. No, no, the, no, not in terms of points, but games played. They still have three games played, at three well, games in well, Car- well, yeah, Carolina has fourteen wins right now. Four, and well, uh, Florida has thirteen. Has thirteen, yeah, but Carol uh, Carolina has two games in hand. Exactly. I I think they're gonna surpass them. They are a complete team, but it's gonna come down to them or Florida. I'm just gonna give it to Car- I'm just gonna give it to Carolina. I don't know why they're like regular season warriors, but in playoffs uh, in crunch time, I think Florida will they, be a better team. They, but they're a well constructed yeah. team. They are, and they're surprising me on defense after losing Dougie Hamilton like that. But absolutely, I, I think I think, but that opens the door for a guy like uh, I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce his name properly, Jacob Slavin, Slavin, Jakob Slavin, Slavin. They've Slavin. always had good defensemen besides yeah. Hamilton. Yep. Yeah, no, they I I know that. I just thought because Hamilton is clearly uh, he he he's a number one. But so just just yeah. How long how long is he out for now? Who's Slavin? No, um, Hamilton. Hamilton, he's no, in New Jersey. Jersey. He's in New Jersey. Oh, it's a... okay. Sorry. <laughs> so he's out forever. I apologize. <laughs> he's out of Carolina forever. If that yeah. answers, <laughs> if that answers your question. Fine, uh, I get it. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's it's uh, and it's crazy. I think Carolina. I I I didn't think Freddie Anderson would be this good for Carolina. Oh, like we said, he, he's like you guys said, he's regular season good. That's the thing. We have to see if they make playoffs and absolutely, yeah. You you hit it on the head. The real test will come. Will come playoffs. Do you I'm know looking, who else yeah. is playing well? He was um, rumored to come to Montreal. He was rumored the, to come he, to Montreal. Yeah, from the defenseman from Carolina. I know he's a bit of a headache. Actually, it's a uh, Tony headache. Uh, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> doing well, yeah, yeah he is. Well. He is. Uh, everyone, but everyone knows Tony D'Angelo is a good player. Everyone knows it's that. Just, it's, it's just, in it's, his just his, it's just his locker room behavior and a clear his distraction. Politi- his political views, I guess that that you know was. <laughs> and one more shout there. out if we before we if we want to go to other teams uh ethan bear i don't think he's putting up uh, amazing points but i remember seeing him in the in the covid season last year with edmonton yeah, he was and great. i was surprised that he got traded i was surprised because mm. he played well and he's work. it's working out in carolina so their yep. whole group is playing well as a team they're 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 a tough team to play against man they really are I'm surprised with Calgary, actually. I think Calgary is my biggest yes. surprise. Before before we move on from Carolina, though, one of the key pieces 
and I think he's absolutely incredible. Rob Brindamore. I love that guy as a coach. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. He's fantastic. Isn't it crazy how a good coach, what it'll do to a team? Yeah, like I'm a crazy but that's the thing. Logic. That guy, I, imagine being a player. Imagine being a player in Carolina. Like seriously, as a player in Carolina, look you look at your coach. That guy could walk back to the locker room, put on gear, and literally get out on the ice. He's in amazing he's a, shape. He's he was a better amazing shape than, player. He's in better yeah, exactly. shape than some of the players on his team. He, exactly. <laughs> he could put some of his own players to shame with uh, with his physical uh well with his physical health at, the, at this Specimen. moment in time. Like, yeah, the guy, the guy, I, I would love to have a coach like that uh, rather than Ducharme. With that said, let's go over, uh, let's go back over to Calgary. Well, but hold on a sec. I'll add to that. And yes, Rob Brindamore was an excellent player. He won his Stanley cup, but it's not just that it's, it's, you got to know how to, I, I would like to think that as a coach, you got to know how to deliver the message properly to your players. You got to know how to motivate your players. And if right. you see videos and footages of Rob Brindamore, he has that. He knows how to do that. That's that's the thing that I'm sorry to say. Look, I don't know what goes on in the locker room with a bunch of Canadians. He's a fucking robot. I said it. No, no, but the guy was, was literally it? the, the charm. The charm. Uh. No, but no, but like, but but I I, I mean, you don't. I don't get that feeling from Ducharme, and I don't know if it's a if it's if it's a show that he's putting on when he talks to reporters and during his interviews. But a guy like that, like I don't know how he motivates the players, man. I don't well, know when you see Lekkinen get high stick to the face, blood uh, spewing out, and he's the one who gets the penalties, and you stay calm. I'm sorry. Like there you go. You're not riling your own troops up well, at that point in no, time. No, I, I don't know. I'm I'm convinced, and there's others that are convinced that he lost the locker room. Uh, I, I agree. agree. So 100. Yeah, and another one last. Yeah, I want to go back to Calgary real quick before we uh we say uh we say goodnight here. I'm surprised with Calgary, and I think the Our, big the big difference is Markstrom and Net. Yeah, it but, makes but a huge he, difference. He and was I'm good gonna, last year too. He was, but he was. that's that, and that's what you need. You don't in this day and age for NHL. Again, we're only talking about regular season. You need a a good or capable enough goaltender. Mm-hmm. So that's not your yeah. biggest, and that was Montreal's problem. And you know, Calgary was able to fill it. Carolina is able to do it. Even Detroit, they got the the rookie of the year. The yeah. um, I can't say his name. I'm sorry. It yeah, 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 yeah. The so, Nadel 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 Nadelkovic, Nadel 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 yeah. I'll also, give a shout out to what we say in Italian, our paisan, Manjapani. Manjapani is <laughs> having, but but he, I always he liked him. Bread. Oh, that's for sure. The guy, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's carb loading because he he's an excellent skater. He's a fantastic player. He's, yeah, he he's a fantastic player. And what round was he drafted in? Actually, I think it was set, like I they said it last week when they played. Uh, 
Uh, I can remember. Round six. Was, I yeah, just six. looked it up. He's in no, the, but sixth, the sixth round. Wow. That's it awesome. I don't know if you guys had heard, even on Hockey Night in Canada, on the broadcast between intermissions, or I don't know if it was before the game, they were actually talking about Manjapani as a, as a potential candidate as an extra player for Team Canada. Yep. Yeah, that was I heard tied that second for goals, guys. He's tied second in the league yep. for goals. There's the, a he, wonderful he, year. I well, think he won he's, he's uh, gonna, the, yeah. the last. Uh, what, what, was it the Olympics? No, not the Olympics. No, it was. The, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. The IIHF that they play at the uh, the end of yeah. the year. It wasn't it the? It wasn't the Spengler Cup, was it? No, it's no, the no, IIHF. It's whatever they play at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a world hockey tournament. Tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cup type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think he's gonna get the. I think he's gonna get the call. I truly do. As an extra, maybe. Yeah. Just that's the thing with can you you can make two Team Canadas with the, yeah, with, the with, with the amount of talented players they are from from this country. You you could put two two teams together. One you last team. One, yeah. Oh, I was Go. gonna say you mentioned Team Canada. The the one position Canada is actually struggling right now is goaltender. You're gonna say, oh, Carey Price. Well, he's actually injured and he's not playing. Carter Hart is the next option and. He's been good, but it, it's not he's what not, Canada is. He's not Canada no, good. No, and I, I he's our he's maybe, our next best right now. Maybe I don't see them calling Mark Andre Fleury. No, um, maybe maybe Carter Hart. Maybe Carter Hart is yeah. Maybe, but Carter Hart is uh, our best one what right about, now. But what about Jordan Biddington? Isn't he? Uh, isn't he Canadian? Oh God, I I can't stand. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna pick <laughs> a fight with the Russians or the Americans. <laughs> But he's like, but well, Jordan Finnington is like that small little yappy dog who's going to like try to fight against the Dobermans and the pit bulls. Like the, 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 day, the day that the ref doesn't protect his ass, he's dead. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I think look, they're Carey Price is skating. I know Carey Price is training right now. I think they'll still call him just because. Absolutely, Carey, I think they'll call him just because he's Carey Price. So, on that front, I think we are gonna we're gonna end it there. I'm bringing back Sam, Chris's before, favorite song. Yeah, Sam. Oh, before we song. go, I'll uh, I'll give you an update that'll make you happy. Arizona won tonight. I knew it, Ain't though. But I knew it. Every time the Canadians win, the teams that you want them to go past the Canadians end up winning. Also, <laughs> it, it's just it's 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 just the circle of life with this fucking team. <laughs> Uh, boys, I had a blast tonight. Too bad Anthony and Zook couldn't be here, but they're always with us in spirit for sure. Thank you all for tuning in. You can hear all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can follow us, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Next game against the Washington Capitals and Alexander Ovechkin. I have to say, before I end this, like... The fact that the, we played during the COVID season and now that we're back to it, it makes me appreciate playing these other opponents even more now. Oh yeah, I, I have to say yeah. it's pretty—it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see these other yep. teams, and it's also pretty cool to see your faces, boys. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time. Until then, bye now. Bye now. Good night. <laughs>